All right, so today I'm super excited. Look, I'm excited every Sunday because there's nothing more exciting. Have you ever stopped to think about this? God has something to say to you and I. Have you ever stopped to think about that? That God actually wants to speak into our lives. That God actually has instruction for our lives. That God actually loves us enough that he cares to instruct us and to teach us and to lead us and to guide us and to help us in every area of our lives. I don't know about you, but for me, that's exciting because it tells me about a God that truly is loving, that he cares enough to speak directly to me. And so today I have the privilege to share with you the word of God. I'm not giving you my opinion, but I want to give you the word of God. And today we're going to be starting on a new series. And tell your neighbor this, make sure you're here for the next couple of weeks. Can I tell your neighbor that real quick? Tell, tell your other neighbor, make sure you're here for the next couple of weeks. Right? Now, now, now tell yourself, be here for the next couple of weeks. Like point at yourself, be here. All right? I'm going to tell you why, because we're going to be, uh, we're on a series that we're starting today entitled, I Am One. I Am One. And so today, as we're starting this series, the whole premise behind it, uh, this series is about an invitation to engage in a conversation with God about what it means to be and function as the body of Christ. And we're going to look at that through God's word. And the reason why I'm saying that it's an invitation to a conversation is because we're hearing the word, God speaking. But, you know, conversation takes two to tango, right? Conversation, communication, right? Relationship takes two. And so today you're going to hear the word. But the question is, what will your response be to what God is saying? And so I'm inviting you to a conversation for the next several weeks on this topic of the body. And you'll see why it's called I Am One. See, the reason I believe the Lord has us engaged in this conversation for the next several weeks is because we're supposed to function more and more as a body as we grow in Christ. But conversely, the opposite is true. What we're seeing today amongst gatherings of believers is less and less functioning as one. It's about me. It's about what I want. It's what about what I came for. And the truth is that if we're not careful, we'll see ourselves as individuals and separate from one another when in reality, we should see ourselves as one. As one. Now, that can either be an oh me or amen. But either way, it's the truth. And so let's turn in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to be looking at verses uh, 12 through 27. And I want you to see what the Word of God has to say about us as a body, us as one. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles. I know some of you are saying, I'm not Jewish. All Paul is saying is, some of us were born into this. Some of us are believers. And then he says, some of us aren't. That's what he's referring to when he says Gentiles. Some of us, this is foreign to us. Some of us are slaves and some of us are free. In today's day and age, that would equate to some of us are employees and some of us are employers. Some of us work in different capacities. 
but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body, I'm sorry, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Can I ask you a question as we start engaging in this conversation with God? What's the one word that you continually hear that God is emphasizing here? What is it? Say it with me. What is it? One. 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 While the point of, the, of these verses addresses the entirety of the body of Christ, it's important for us to realize that the emphasis that God is placing is on the body as one. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm guilty of this where I've walked in here and I'm, you know, I'm in my zone. Right? I'm, whether I'm preaching or whatever, I'm in my zone. And I'm focused on my, my thing and what I'm, what I'm doing and all that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes our emphasis becomes so much on me, myself, and I, that we forget about the fact that we're called to be one. Not separate. You know, I, in my travels as a pastor, one of the things that I hear when I go to conferences and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go to different places and I'll gather with, you know, other pastors and, you know, just different things to learn and explore and, and, and just fellowship with other men and women of God and leadership that I can learn from. One of the things that I constantly hear is this question that comes up amongst pastors. It kind of goes like this. Hey, how you doing, man? What's your name, bud? Joe. Oh, hey, Joe. What's, where you pastoring at? Church at the Bridge. Oh, you're pastoring the Church at the Bridge? Oh, that's cool. Where you guys at? Newburgh. Oh, okay. Well, that's awesome. How, how things going? Great. Oh, awesome. How, how many people you got? It's like pastors can't help themselves. How many people you got? 
And the answer could be 30, the answer could be 100, the answer could be 1,000, the answer could be 3,000. But all those answers pale in comparison to what the Word says. See, the true answer should always be one. 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 If you're taking notes, then I pray that you are. I pray that you're doing more than just hearing, but that you're listening, that you're internalizing the Word of God. I want you to think about this. Here's today's big idea. It's a simple one. In God's equation, it's not Monique and Joey and George and Annette and Bob and David and Joel and Jose and Lou. That's about 10 of us. That's not how God does math when it comes to the body. In God's equation, one plus one equals one. That's today's big idea. That we're one body. That we're not separate when it comes to us being the church. But that we are one. Look at Romans chapter 12 verses 4 and 5. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Watch what it says. It says, For as we have many members, listen closely, in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ. You see God's math there? Many equals one. That's God's math. Many equals one. And individually, it says that we're members one of the other. Wow. What a concept. If you're taking notes, write this down for yourself. Though we are many, we're only one. Though we're many, we're only one. We are only one. And I can, if I could just be transparent with you, and hey, if the shoe fits, change it. I know I have, and I know I have to sometimes. We cannot look at ourselves as a body as individual, as it's just me, and I go to church at the bridge. I remember a gentleman uh, one time, we were in a conversation, and somebody asked him, we, we were hanging out, and a gentleman asked, what church do you go to? And he says, the church of Jesus Christ. And the guy says, oh, that's the name of your church? He goes, no. Last time I checked, there's only one church, the body of Christ. And so, and, and I want you to think about this because we're in a day and age where it's, it's me, my four, and no more. It's this church is over here, and so this is our area. And this church is over here, and this is our area. And this, this church over here, and this is our area. And, and you know, we're Baptists, and we're Episcopalian, and we're evangelical, and we're non-denominational, and we're this and we're that. And my question is, where is that in Scripture? Where is it in Scripture that there are Baptists and that they're Episcopalian? That, that with this, with that, we have all these denominations? The reason why we are not denominational here, why we don't hold to a denomination is this, because we are one body. One body. Whether you know it or not, you've got brothers and sisters in Middletown, you've got brothers and sisters in the Bronx, you've got brothers and sisters in China, you've got brothers and sisters right in your neighborhood. We are one body, one, one. And yet, 
we've bought into this divisive mindset that says, oh no, this is who we are. This is our flavor. This is our culture. This is our field. The only culture that we have is the blood of Jesus. That's it. One and only. And so you might be saying, well, what's the big deal? What's the big deal that, you know, I mean, all right, yeah, so I'm, I'm here. I'm in church. You know, I'm a Christian. I serve in my church. I do good things here and there. Well, let me tell you what the big deal is. What's the big deal about being one and functioning as one body? Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6 says this. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Now, I just want you to focus in real quick at verse 6. And watch what it says. It says there's one God and Father of all. One God and Father of all who is above all. But watch this. And through all and in you all. See, as one, God works through all and in all of us. But when we are separated, when we are disjointed, when we are disconnected, when we're not knit into the body, there's a danger there. See, without unity amongst us as the body of Christ, not only is the work that God... Let me just say this. Let me just put it this way. When we are not united as one, guess who can't reach people? This is going to blow your mind. God. But how could you say that? He's God. But watch what the Bible says. Though he's one God and Father of all, and he's above all, how does he work? Through all and in all of us. There's a reason. Think about the imagery of this. The Bible says that Jesus is the head of the body and that we are members in particular, a part of the body. But tell me something. When was the last time that you saw a head accomplish anything without a body? Have you ever thought about this? That God needs you just as much as you need him? That's his design. He designed it that way. We are one body, but we must stay knit together. When we don't, it limits what God has done in us and what God wants to do through us all. Amen? Okay, some of you, some of you might be struggling with this. I pray that you're hearing what the word of the Lord is today. Colossians chapter 2 verses 18 and 19 puts it this way. It says, let no one cheat you of your reward. Taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. Get this. There is a reward for you and I. But that reward lies within the context of the body as one. There's a reward. When we grow in community with one another and function in unity as we hold fast to the head, as we remain focused on all our number one goal, knowing Jesus. That's how you hold fast to the head. 
knowing Jesus. When we all grow in community with one another and function in unity as we hold fast to the head, which is Christ, watch what the Bible says. Put verse 19 up again. It says that we are nourished, that we're knit together, and watch this, that we grow. But don't miss the importance of why we should function this way. Look at verse 19. Because it allows the increase that is from God unto us. Whoa. Get this picture. There is an increase that God wants to enact in your life and through your life. There are amazing things that God wants to do. God wants to reach this entire world. The Bible says that he's unwilling that any should perish, but that all men should come to repentance. That's God's heart. That's God's mission. That's the plan. It always has been that all men would come to know Christ. Unfortunately, not all will. But I'll tell you why many don't. Because the body fails to function as one. There are ministries that we have yet to implement through this ministry. Do you know why? Because while there's vision and there's leadership for it, there aren't people that will step up. And I'm just being very transparent with you all. We must stay in position. So you see, being one body and functioning as one body is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's completely, ultimately, paramountly important. Let me tell you another reason why it's a big deal. Matthew 12, 25, looking at the very words of Jesus, Jesus said this, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. Did you catch that? If we're not united as one, we're divided. If we're not united as one, we're divided. You know, when we walk into, into these doors, whether you come to first service or you come to second service, it should never be one of these. Oh, hey. Good to see you. And we just kind of keep most. Let me ask you something. Is that how you act when family comes over? Is that how we act when, when, when we're amongst family? Is that how we act when we when we when we're our brothers with our sisters, with our loved ones? No, I bet you your bottom dollar that this is what it looks like. Oh my gosh, sweetheart, how are you? How are the kids? Tell me, tell me how your life is going. What's happening? How's that job coming along? And we're interested, we're vested in that relationship. How vested are we in a relationship with one another as a body? And let me bring it from the macro to the micro. How vested are you in relationships here at Church at the Bridge? How vested are you in being one with the body? One with the body. It's a tough question. But it's a necessary one. Because Jesus said this, that a house divided can't stand. A house divided can't stand. And so there's a couple of things that we have to understand in order to truly be one as the Bible calls us to. 
The first thing that I want to uh, leave you with here today is this, that the body is a beautiful picture of the local church. When you read in your word about the body, you know, while yes, there is a larger one body of Christ in this entire world, over 2 billion people claim to be Christians today in this world, identify themselves that way. And that's the macro. But if we just take it down to right here at home, when you walk in here, you know that when the body talks about, when the Bible talks about the body of Christ, have you ever looked at your church? If this is where you call home, where you feel the Lord has planted you, have you ever looked at it that way? That we're a body? It's a picture of the local church. 1 Corinthians 12, 14 says this. It says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Not just one part. Have you ever thought about your importance to the body of Christ? Have you ever thought about that? How important you are to the body of Christ? Just me. Me. Like, when I say me, not me. I mean, like, you. How important are you to the body of Christ? Let me tell you how important you are to the body of Christ. Without you, we are incomplete. Without you, we at Church at the Bridge are incomplete. We can't function. Look, this isn't like when we were kids. I remember when I was a kid, uh, there was a, a, this toy was a hit. Remember these guys? Mr. Potato Head? Remember Mr. Potato Head? And Mr. Potato Head used to be a real cool concept because you could take off, kind of looks like me, doesn't he? <laughs> Right? You, you could take his ears off, and, and, and the cool thing was that you could, you could take his arm off and put it in an ear, right? And, or you could just chuck the glasses, right, and say, you know what? Uh, let's just get rid of these hands, and you would switch them out and put all kinds of stuff. And there's even other pieces in here that you could switch out. And you could take a nose and put it where the mouth goes and do all kinds of stuff. And as a kid, that used to just be kind of funny that we could do that that we could get rid of some pieces and just make it be whatever we want, make it look like a bean. But this is not the way that the body of Christ is meant to function. This isn't a game, ladies and gentlemen. This is the gospel. And the, the, the power of the gospel depends on the body functioning as one to disseminate it. Pastor Nett made an announcement today about September 17th. She said, we're doing something we're calling One Big Sunday. Well, here's the thing. Every Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday here. Every Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Every Sunday is a big Sunday. My question is this. If it ministers to you to such an extent that you have to be here, that you're connected in a connect group, that you're growing as a result of the word, why wouldn't we want to share that with somebody that doesn't know Jesus? Why don't we? Can I suggest something to you to consider? Is it maybe because you're thinking about you? Is it maybe because we just see it as, well, you know, that's my church, and that's where I go to get fed, and that's where I am learning and that's where I like to be. 
There's no I in the body of Christ. There's one. One body. And so Pastor Nair made an announcement. Hey, September 17th, Pastor once, you know, he felt from the Lord, we're going to do this thing called One Big Sunday. Go ahead and start, br- think about the people that you're going to bring. Can I ask you a question? Don't answer it. Just for yourself to consider. Did you think about at least one person? Did it even cross your mind? That somebody needs to hear about Jesus that you know? Did it cross your mind? I'm inviting them. Did it cross your mind? I'm going to start praying about this because I really want this person to come. Did it, did, did it cross your mind? Did, did that seep into your heart? Because it didn't to God's. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Would you go to that extent? We're called to be one body. But without you individually, we're incomplete. We're incomplete. The Bible says this. Now you go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. Here's the thing. Jesus wasn't talking to pastors there. While he was talking to pastors and he was talking to the evangelists and he was talking to the apostle and he was talking to the teacher, guess who else he was talking to? The entire body of Christ. If an eye is missing, get this picture. If an eye is missing, we can't see. If all you've been focused on is eye, then maybe you're an eye. But just realize this, that these eyes by themselves, independent of the body, are useless. Because there's no connection to the rest of the body. So while the function of those eyes is to see... They can't see, and neither can the body. That makes sense? And so I want you to get the picture of how important you are to the body. You are absolutely important. Here's another thing I want you to leave with today. The greater our diversity, the greater our strength. The natural tendency of feet in the body of Christ, I'm using this as an analogy, the the natural uh, uh, tendency of feet is to hang out with feet. Why? Because we all smell the same. We all smell the same. We, we all do the same thing, right? We all understand what it is to get those, those, those big corns on our little toe, right? That just, they just grow so big, right? And, and we, we all understand that. Feet hang with feet. Eyes hang with eyes. But not in the body of Christ. Not in the body. So while the eyes can see, they can never reach what they see without the feet to help them get there. While the ears are very good at hearing, the ears can't can't do anything else outside of hearing without the rest of the body. If this ear gets severed from this head, guess what? There's no sense of hearing. There's no connection to the flow of life. And so our diversity is is our greatest strength. Listen, one thing that I thank God for here is this, I, and I get asked this by pastors here in this region, man, you've got Spanish people, you've got black people, you've got white people, you've got, you got uh, women, you've got men, you've got kids. How did you do it? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. We're just preaching the gospel. I thank God for a diverse group of people. Diversity is a strength. I'm going to tell you something here at Church at the Bridge. 
I'm going to show this to you from Scripture. I'm going to show this to you from Scripture. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 20 through 22. Watch what it says. 1 Corinthians 12, 20 through 22 says, Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And so here's what I want you to see is this, that there are different parts to the body, but we all need one another. We need people of every race here. We need skinny people. We need not so skinny people. We need tall people. We need short people. We need black people. We need white people. We need Hispanic people. We need uh, uh, African American people. We need we need Asian people. We need we need people that have that are well off. We need people that aren't well off. We need people that have struggles. We need people that have it together. Why? Because diversity creates one beautiful picture of the body of Christ. One picture. One picture. Isn't it interesting that pictures, paintings are made up of many different strokes? But all those strokes serve one purpose, to create one picture. That's how it is amongst the body of Christ. The church on earth is meant to be a picture of heaven. Let me show you that. Revelation 7, 9 through 10 says this. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples and tongues standing before there and before the lamb clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb listen the church cannot become so busy trying to get people to heaven that it doesn't bring heaven to earth did you hear that we cannot be so busy trying to get people to heaven that we don't bring heaven to earth. Notice that in heaven, all tribes, all nations, all tongues worship God, serve the Lord. And it is our job as one body, one people. You're starting to get the idea why this series is called I Am One? Because we see ourselves as individual when we should be seeing ourselves as one. As one. Galatians 3, 28 and 29 says this, In Christ's family, there can be no division into Jew and non-Jew, slave and free, male and female. Amongst us, you are all equal. That is, we are all in a common relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what makes us one, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Also, since you are Christ's family, then you are Abraham's famous descendant, heirs according to the covenant promises. I want to point your attention to something here. Notice that women are just as valuable as men in the body. We are male and female. Can I tell you something here, Church of the Bridge? Look, I'm not knocking all the churches. There's, there's some places where they go, a woman can't teach the word. Women are not qualified here they are. Here they are. We love the women in the body of Christ. We esteem the women here at Church at the Bridge. Women here can teach the word. Women here can serve in leadership capacities. Why? Because it's not about male or female. It's not about white or black. It's not about up or down. It's about one body. 
The Bible says that there is, anoint, there, there is an anointing that he has put upon you and you know all things. That you isn't just talking about a man. It's talking about men. It's talking about women. It's talking about children. It's talking about teenagers. It's talking about everyone as one body. One body. This is why we devote so much into our connect groups. This is why we devote so much into how we teach the word and what we try to do in this community. Are we perfect? No. If you're looking for the perfect church, pardon my expression, but die because it's in heaven. It's in heaven. This doesn't fit my style. Last time I checked, the only style we follow is Jesus Christ. Our value is determined by our participation, not our position. 1 Corinthians 12, 15 and 16 says this says, if the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Too many Christians today function in this life like spiritual amputees. They're disconnected. We go to a place that we call the church, not realizing that we are the church, but we never connect. And so here you are as a hand flailing by yourself with no life flow because you're not connected to the rest of the body. You're not drawing from the body. You're not drawing an encouragement. You're not drawing any example. You're not giving anything to the body. Can I, can I just share my heart with you? And I know we've gone over our time, and if you got to go, praise God. God bless you. I release you. That's fine. But I have to take the time for this today. Listen to me. Do you know that our Bridge Kids Department functions on a skeleton crew? A skeleton crew. And guess who loses out there? The kids. Our kids. Because I, I want to be in service. Well, why don't you make a sacrifice and go serve one service and then come for service for the other one? Man, I thank God for the few, the proud. We're like the Marines. I got Luke over there, Gianni, and Jose who come. Three people that run that entire visual department. We appreciate that we can see the scriptures, we can see the words, but who's designing them? Who's taking the time to familiarize themselves and work with this team? Our team department runs on two people, Pastor Annette and Doris. That's it. And who suffers there? Who has the potential to lack something? Listen, I thank God. My wife is the complete package. I thank God for her. And I thank God for Doris who serves up there. But there's so much more that we want to do with those teens. But we lack body parts. We lack body parts. 
I can't tell you just based on the little that we do in the community. Yes, you heard me say that, the little that we do in the community. Because there's so much more that we could do. Just on the little that we do in the community, we have so many different organizations and entities that, offer, that, that, that come up and they call and they say, we'd like to work with you. And you know what my response is? Let me go back to home base and get back to you. But if we don't get home base together, we can't do it. The drug courts for, this, for Orange County approached us about doing a faith-based uh, uh, curriculum for groups for men and women, for people that have been arrested for, 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 for drug-related uh, uh, and alcohol and all that type of stuff. You know why we haven't pulled that off yet? Where's the people? I can't, I, listen, I say this with no pride. I thank God for his gifts and his callings upon my life, but I can't do everything by myself. I will not. And I've said this to the Lord. Lord, if I got to do this alone, I'm not doing ministry. Your ministry, you called us, you provide, and so, Lord, you bring the right people. Too many times we get caught in our comfort. It's too far. It's, it's, you know, it's too early. Well, you know, I, I got to do this and I got to do that. You know what Jesus said? You're going to follow me? You'll leave mother, you'll leave father. You put your hands to the plow, you push. He says anyone that, pushes, that puts his hand on the plow and looks back isn't worthy to be called my disciple. Jesus said that. I didn't say that. This is a charge. This is a rally. This is a, this is a rally call. This is a rally cry. Wake up. We are one. We are one. One, one body, one body. It's time to stop just thinking about me, about my comforts, about my desires, about what works for me, what works for Christ. Last point I want to leave you with here today is this. We build a stronger body when we choose to belong when we choose to belong. You know, many times when it comes to connecting with the body of Christ, we have our excuses. I can't because of this, or I can't because of that, or my job, or my schedule, my this, my that. Do you know that belonging is a choice in the body? It's a choice. And sometimes, one choice comes at the expense of another. I'm not here preaching at you from all high mighty. I understand what sacrifice is. You ask my kids. They were allowed to do one activity when they were in high school at a time. Why? Because church came first. Because worshiping God came first. Don't feel bad about this, please. This isn't, there's no condemnation in this. This is truth, but it's truth in love. It's truth and love. It's time that we begin to draw our lines. God, your kingdom is my priority first. Jesus said that. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable that that's what the kingdom calls us to, then you should question, where do my loyalties lie? What's really a priority in my life? Ephesians 4.16 says this says he makes the whole body fit together. 
Who makes the whole body fit together? He does. I don't feel that I fit there. It's not the right fit for me. Maybe you're not following the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He makes us fit. Perfectly, the Bible says. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Ladies and gentlemen, God has created you to belong as a member of his body. But the choice to do so is yours and mine. It's yours and mine. So maybe you can't sin. But can you serve somebody? Can you just be that person that gives a kid a high five every time they come downstairs and a big hug and a big smile? Can you be that person that throws on a t-shirt and says, you know what? I'll stand in this line right now. And every person that comes through this line for this event, I'm going to make sure that they feel loved and they feel welcome. Can you do that? Can you be that person that says, you know what? I'll make coffee. Can you be that person that says, you know what? I may not have all these other skills, but here's one thing that I do know. I know about business. I know about money management. Could you teach a money management course that could bless people in the community? That could bless the body of Christ right here? Could you, could you talk to teens right there at that level, right where they're at? And just accept them for who they are and hear them and build relationship with them. And as you do so, you'll see doors of opportunities where you can share truth into their lives. Can you do that? Every one of us is gifted. But for the, for the purpose and the benefit of one. One body. There are many reasons why some choose not to. I've been hurt in the church. I got burned. Can I tell you something? As a representative of the gospel and as someone who can also relate to you, I apologize to you on behalf of the body of Christ for all those men and women of God that hurt you, that overlooked you, that set you aside, maybe belittled you, maybe condemned you, maybe judged you. I say, please, forgive the body. But the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because health is what God wants in his body. One body working together. Maybe you've been hurt by the believers. Maybe you're seeking the perfect church. Maybe you're looking for something that fits you. Whatever it is, none of these reasons are good enough to disconnect. The Bible says that you fit perfectly. The Bible says it. And so we must choose to belong. You know, there was a time where I was trying to be super pastor. I got to follow up with this person and this person's going through this and I got to do this and this person's, I, I got I to go do that. And I got to be here, and I got to be there, and I got I, I to make this happen, I got to make that happen. And then one day the Lord said to me, stop. Showed it to me right from the life of Moses. Because this thing that you do, 
Not only will you grow weary, but it'll weary the people is what the Bible says. And he was the one doing all the work. And I said, enough is enough is enough. I am not doing this anymore. I'm not chasing people. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build leaders. I'm going to equip the body is what the Bible calls me to do. And we will serve and love and help and build and grow one another. Just so you know, September 25th, we'll still be on this series. We'll be wrapping it up. We're going to be installing deacons here at Church at the Bridge. It's time. We already know who they are. We've already spoken with them. We've already met with them. But these are men and women that are faithful, faithful, full of the Spirit, capable, able, committed. And the reason why we're installing them is, and you might be saying, well, it's about time. Well, guess what? According to the Bible, we're to know those that labor amongst us. We've taken careful attention and time to watch, to listen, to develop, to delegate. And with the installation of our deacons, that's the first step. Next step, eventually we'll be installing some elders. It's biblical. It's part of the body. But the reason why we're installing these deacons is because now is the time where the people have to rise to serve the people. We're one body, ladies and gentlemen. One. God's math. One plus one equals one. You know, that's my heart's cry. God, I just want to excel at what you've called me to. To teach your word in the fullness of its truth. That your body would be equipped. That they would grow in the unity of the faith as one. So that the entire body will grow to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. And they'll no longer be tossed to and fro like waves. But that they'll be stable, they'll be strong, they'll be committed They'll love you with all their heart. I plan on doing that till the day I die. And I'm going to tell you something. That comes with no compromise. I'm not, I'm not looking to the left. I'm not looking to the right. I know my lane. And I know the part that it plays in the body. Have you asked God what your lane is? Will you step up? Will you step out and declare, I, I am one, only one.